Welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads, a podcast all about beer from a West Virginia perspective. I'm Aaron McCoy here with my podcast partner, Charles Bakwe. It's mid-July and we're well into the hot weather days of summer. In the Charleston-Huntington region, it's been hitting 90 degrees most days recently. That means we're looking for summer beers. Those brews that cool you down and quench your thirst. And here to talk about summer brews with us today is Sam Fonda, co-founder and head brewer at Weatherground Brewery in Cool Ridge, West Virginia. So Sam, I was wondering if you could talk a little about what your favorite go-to personal favorite beers are for the summer and what it is you like about each of the styles. Well, uh, we've got quite a few of them this summer, um, but uh, my favorite lately has been a light lager that we brew called cooler than cool ridge and the whole idea around that beer is to have a light lager with flavor and uh, i'm pretty proud of that one we just put it out on the market recently um so we've, we've been sipping on that one a little bit in the warm weather it's a lot of course it's a lot warmer in charleston than it is up here on the ridge well i guess that's why they um, call it cool ridge <laughs> that's that's right <laughs> um but we've got quite a few of them uh we're sort of rotating these uh lighter loggers um between uh this one that we just put out the cooler than cool ridge which is sort of like a lighter version of our Cool Ridge Lager, but with a substitution of corn. Yeah, so how do you get, you said it was a light lager with flavor. How do you give it the flavor? What's the key to that? We use a pretty nice addition of, uh, of Cumberland corn. It's actually malted corn that comes from Riverbend Malt House. Uh, so we substitute any other grain besides Pilsner malt, um, with with this corn and a lot of people view corn as this kind of or a lot of craft beer fans will view corn as this sort of negative thing that you hear about with some of the macros as like this gmo uh corn sugar type of thing and uh this is the exact opposite of that um these are these this is like this really flavorful uh flavorful corn that's uh malted that uh we're eating easily able to acquire from Riverbend and uh, we're just really liking it. We don't only use it in that beer. We use it in some, some farmhouse ales and stuff as, as well. And uh, we're just, it's, it's funny cause it's super light, but you get this awesome corn flavor. Do you do a cereal mash with the corn or just use it straight up? No, we don't have to cause it's malted. Uh, so we know we just do straight up. Oh, so that's the, Malt house there in um, Asheville, actually, Riverbend malts the corn as well. It is. Yeah, it, yeah they do. It's uh, it's kind of funny because when you open the bag of corn, uh, you know, a lot of times brewers or distillers, when they're used to looking at corn, it's this flaked, uh, much looks much like, you know, flaked oats. It's this, right, right. Uh, and uh, this is huge corn kernels. And uh and uh they're kind of soft so when you bite into them you know it's interesting yeah it reminds Uh, me of hominy you know yeah so uh we're we're really enjoying this beer though it's a lot of fun it's a it's a uh you know it kind of stinks that that it's a social distancing time because it's a very social beer you know you can knock back a few a lot of them but uh 
but either way, it's a great, great beer to take out and do outdoor adventures with and, you know, uh, enjoy in the warm weather. Um, but we put out a dandelion saison this year and, uh, and I, I thought that was a pretty summery like beer and uh, I really enjoyed that one as well. What beers have you been selling the best at Weathered Ground recently? It's definitely the fruited sours, you know. Oh, that's amazing. I love those beers. Could you elaborate a little more on the sours? Yeah, so I give all the credit of that to Anthony Metter, our, uh, I guess I would call our head brewer now. Um, he came up with that series and that idea. And, uh, well, uh, Bobby Bowling, our sales rep, was kind of always pressuring us to do that because it's that, that, uh, that, that style, that, uh, that style is, is very popular and, and the warmer months were coming and he was, uh, kind of pressuring us to, to do that. And Anthony came up with this whole series and he just picks two different types of fruit and, uh, and we brew the same base beer every time, but add the two fruit combos. And it's been, it's been a really fun thing. We have made some tweaks to, so every time we brew it, we brew it on the big system and we just kind of go for it. And, uh, two of them, which contain, uh, very acidic fruits, uh, were kind of overwhelming, uh, one way over the other, that being the lime strawberry version, as well as the lemon blueberry version. And so it was, uh, it was fun to get the feedback and then rebrew them with different amounts of fruit to try to get them the way not only the public wants them, but we want them as well. The first batch we believed was had way too much lime over strawberry. And so we, we sort of reversed that with both of those beers. The first batch of lemon blueberry had way too much lemon. And so we sort of reversed that this time around. I'm so glad to hear you guys have taken the input, you know, tasted the beers, rebrewed them, and really worked on a balance of the flavors. That's wonderful. For sure. And then we're about to brew this peach cranberry one again to put in cans. We did it just draft the first time and it, I mean, it was a fantastic beer. I mean, it tasted, it tasted great to me. I just could, I wasn't really picking up much of the peach. And so we're doubling, doubling down on the peach in this one. Um, there you go. So it's all about, you know, that's the, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, craft beers and microbreweries is the, um, the fans are willing to give you a second and third chance on stuff. If it wasn't for them the first time and they see, especially with social media these days and they see that you tweaked it or changed it a little bit, uh, maybe they'll, they'll give you a second or third chance on, uh, on these kinds of things anyway. I'm curious, what do you find to be the biggest difference between last summer and this summer, as far as the beer styles that you're selling? Um, well, uh, yeah, that the fruited sours have changed everything. And then, um, we have, uh, it kind of coincides a little bit with, um, what's, what was going on with the coronavirus and all of these restaurants switching towards cans, uh, because they could sell them curbside. And so we, we sort of geared everything towards something that was going into cans and that was going to be the fruited sours and the IPAs because IPAs move fast. And so, uh, new IPAs and f our flagships, um, like right now in my head, um, frustrated that we haven't brewed more of our like flagship IPAs like Haggard and Stop and Smell the Citrus 
but it's just been really fun coming out with new ones to put in cans. And so um, we're trying to balance all of that. And uh, last summer was, you know, a little bit different. Uh, we didn't have any, we didn't have the same kind of food that we have, have right now last summer. And so there's just, uh, it's a totally different summer because now we have a pizza oven and we're trying to pump out all these cans all the time. I definitely understand that. How about giving us a rundown on the upcoming beers the people should be looking out for? Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm like looking for things that are coming up, you know, that we can, uh, you want to promote and, you know, what you've already got. Of course, they'll be in the tank now, but you'll be canning them later. So I love the hazy IPAs. Um, I have nothing against them, but I love the other the other side of it, too. I love the, the West Coast stuff and... Uh, and so we've really been into making these West Coast IPAs, and we finally canned them. We just re- uh, released uh, one of them in cans this past week. It's called That New West Coast IPA. And the whole concept of that beer is uh, is to brew an IPA like you would brew a West Coast IPA, but with exotic hops from, uh, that are uh, – we use Vic Secret and Nelson Savion hops in that. And so it's this it's this really fun twist on a you know not super old style. It was not that long ago we were all drinking a lot of West Coast IPAs. Um, and then also to go along with it, uh, and uh, we call this one that Old West Coast IPA. And we just use a lot of a lot of Citra, Cascade, Chinook, and Amarillo. These uh, very popular hops that are from the the northwest part of the country and. Uh, but we brew them the same way, just with different hops, and it uh, just gives people, you know, a chance to switch gears from their from their uh, super hazy, juicy stuff and uh, and kind of get back to that stuff. And then um, also uh, really excited about the session version of Haggard that we're about to put oh, in cans. Oh, Haggard. Yum. Um, so what we're trying to do, we brewed this beer today for the first time and we're brewing it tomorrow as well to top off the tank, but we're trying to go for those same flavors and mouthfeel and everything that, that we love about Haggard, but make it 4.7% alcohol. That sounds exciting. When do you think we can expect to see that released? In the next few weeks. And then we're also, we're also starting on our uh, rye pale ale and rye double IPA series called scrappy and more scrappy. And we're canning those as well. And it'll be a very similar branding. Now, is that the first time in cans for scrappy, Sam? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Uh, Yep. So we're excited about that. We're working with our friend, Andrew Mullins, who does the uh, creature, the creatures or monsters for our Haggard stuff. He's doing, doing it for scrappy as well, but they'll look different. And uh, just, Really excited about that um, because I love that malt that we get from Riverbend, that rye malt, and uh, this is always just a, re- a really fun beer for us to brew. Um, it's it's pretty light on the alcohol, so we'll we'll be putting that out in the summer, and uh, we'll be bringing back our cashmere IPA with a few little tweaks. Uh, super excited about that. Um, Do you want to talk about those tweaks? Well, yeah, and then and the uh, yeah the style of that beer. Explain it for people that haven't had it. Yeah, sure. So the style of that beer is kind of like an in between West Coast and New England style. It's not quite either. It's kind of in between. And the uh, as far as the tweaks, I just want to use more cashmere. Um, I felt like we were, I felt like it was a great beer this past time, but we're just going to up the hops. Uh, we're probably we might even dry hop it twice. 
just uh, just more cashmere. And uh, it was a really fun hop to work with. I'm excited about the uh, more exploration with that hop uh, because it is really interesting and, and fun to brew with. Um, another really fun one we have coming out that we're about to bottle condition is called Tim Buck Sue. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got to explain that one. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so we love all our customers that we have here, especially our local customers in our community that come in and support us. And uh, a guy that I got to know um, because of sort of, you know, it comes back around to the, the farm to bottle summit. He wasn't at that, but he heard about it. Um, and so he is a, uh, he's a veteran, he's a retired veteran and he and his wife have some property that's very close to us. Uh, I could actually walk there if I wanted to. And uh, he has two huge high tunnels and um, is growing all kinds of berries. Blackberries, raspberries, red blackberries, uh, strawberries, golden raspberries. Oh, yeah. And and so uh, the first beer that we've made with his strawberries is uh, sort of a mixed fermentation uh, Saison-based beer, and uh, we're putting it in 500-milliliter bottles with a really nice label. It's just a really exciting beer. We processed uh, over 100 pounds of his strawberries. It probably would have been more if we weren't eating them the whole time. Uh, But, yeah, his uh, his wife's name is Sue, so it's it's Tim Ward and Sue Ward, but they they named their farm Tim Buck Sue. Oh, that's cool. I did, I hadn't heard of that farm. They well, they just they just they just uh, they just named it and got it LLC and, and everything. Like, so this uh, is it. yeah, Southern West Virginia is strong, baby. It's coming on. Yeah. So uh, I don't even know. I don't even know if their if their LLC has gone through yet or anything. Uh, they just told me like we've had the beer, you know, in the tank for a while and just added the strawberries. Uh, not that long ago i mean about a, uh maybe a month ago and uh but he it was like a week ago he uh or maybe longer than that but um told me about the name of the farm and i said well we got to name the beer that and uh but he's he's bringing me blackberries tomorrow that we're gonna put so he doesn't have enough uh he doesn't have enough yield yet because it's he hasn't been doing it for long enough to yield enough berries for us to do with the other berries to do full batches with. Yeah. But I have uh, four Chardonnay barrels filled with a filled with wild uh, the same wild beer, and each Chardonnay barrel will get one will get blackberries, one will get raspberries, one will get golden raspberries, and that'll be a tap room only, you know, because it'll be just one oak barrel per berry um it'll be variants of his different sam berries. it sounds like you and some of your friends got to get out to the wild berries out here and just like pick a bunch of blackberries. oh yeah for sure blueberry hill just opened really close to us and so we're going to try to get out there and do that really yeah. soon so you guys have been supporting a lot of local farms and, and and you know not enough probably to keep them in business alone but the idea that you're using local and emph- emphasizing local is really cool the strawberries blackberries i know you use the maple syrup you use the local artists uh, you know uh, the hops um you get local or some of your hops you know you do a local beer every sure year. well back in the spring sam um 
You brewed a beer dear to my heart, and that was a pawpaw beer that uh, really will become West Virginia's first pawpaw beer in distribution. Being a pawpaw beer advocate, uh, I'm really excited about this, and uh, I'm looking forward to that upcoming release. How did you make it? How did you decide to make it? And uh, what are you shooting for with your pawpaw beer? Um, so I, uh, I, I brewed with pawpaws uh, when Aaron and I moved to West Virginia uh, before we opened on a small, small, small scale. Uh, they're not very fun to process. <laughs> uh, but they... Uh, my, my friend Eli uh, brought us a couple coolers of it. Uh, I previously had uh, pawpaw beer from North Carolina from Fonda Floor Brewery that was really, really good. And uh, my friend Eli um, brought us all these pawpaws. And so we, we brewed some small, small scale um, beer with them. And uh, they were really a lot of fun to eat, too. Uh, it tastes great. And uh, it's really unique to Appalachia, which is really cool. And I came into brewing this beer, though, uh, because my, my friends from uh, North Carolina were meeting their friends from Ohio at our brewery over the weekend as like a middle stopping point um, to pick up processed pawpaws from Integration Acres in Albany, Ohio. And... Uh, they all stayed with us and we had a big fun time. And then I was helping unload the pawpaws onto from uh, this guy's van onto uh, uh, my friend's uh, truck. And uh, I snapped a little photo of the label on the bucket and was like, I'm going to steal this if you don't mind. And he was like, dude, go for it. Call him. And uh, I, I called them and made contact. And um, luckily they still had some processed pawpaw. And I had already brewed a beer that I wasn't sure what I was going to do with yet. And it was already sitting in wine barrels. And so and and what, then I was, what style was that beer that you brewed in the wine barrels? A Saison. Yeah. Um, just a, uh, a Saison with some Brett and it was in uh, fresh dump Chardonnay barrels. So first time use and you'll, you'll taste that in the beer for sure. And, uh, and so, uh, but I traveled up there and uh, had a really great time in a Athens, Ohio, after I picked up the processed pawpaw. And, um, you know, the beer is, uh, the beer is very much like that lay of the land that we brewed. Um, it's, it's very dry. It's, uh, it's bottle conditioned. Yeah, that, it's, if it's like lay of the land, uh, Sam, I mean, you got a winner there. I mean, I hope it's that similar recipe that was a dynamite beer you know it's fun you know it's funny it's different it was a completely different uh mixed culture um i mean not completely different there's some of the same some of the same uh yeast and bacteria in there that's but it's a wooden robot not, out of charlotte uh, right uh that's the culture that we used for this beer um but uh that had been used several times and sort of evolved but with the lay of the land, you know, that was a totally different thing, and the beers taste very similar. I don't know if that has to do with our brew house and just our atmosphere here, but yeah, the house, house taste, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, uh, but it's tasting really good. Uh, 
the um well you let's know, talk about the taste i, I, I mean let's the, yeah, what want, does it taste I, like now that it's been in those barrels a while you've had the pawpaws in there fermenting with it what, what's it like i mean talk about the beer sure sure so it's not extremely acidic it's not a i'm not we're not promoting it as a sour beer and uh and it's not a straightforward saison obviously either it's got some notes of that chardonnay uh you definitely taste the pawpaw the pawpaw gives a unique sort of mouthfeel to it um I, I hate to compare, you know, uh, because I'm not a pumpkin beer fan or anything like that. But um, in most pumpkin beers, you don't really taste pumpkin. They just, you know, it tastes like uh, the spices they use. But pumpkin does add like a certain viscosity uh, to the mouthfeel and complex little uh, body notes. And so you kind of get that from these fruits that are like this as as well. And so it changes the anytime you add a fruit like that, it just changes the mouthfeel a little bit. And you taste the pawpaw. Um, it's not, you know, banana forward or anything like that. But it's one of those beers that uh, you want to take a few sips of and let it warm up, you know, uh, taste it throughout its entirety um, and have fun with it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So what quantity of pawpaw beer did you end up with and how are you packaging it? So it was a seven barrel batch and we kegged about. Oh, not a, not a quarter of it. Um, I think we, we bottled like 620 bottles. Um, but it's, uh, nowhere near ready. <laughs> no real, no set release date for that yet. Maybe, uh, maybe early fall. Uh, I just really want to sit on it and take good care of it and, and sort of, uh, not rush it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So once the beer is released, where can we expect to see it in distribution? Anybody that wants to buy it for the most part, because uh, we uh, we want that to uh, go all over the state. Um, a lot of people in West Virginia are familiar with pawpaw and grew up with it. And know, you know, oh, my, my grandparents used to, you know, I mean, there's a lot of that kind of uh, kind of stuff when you make beers like this. And we want to our goal is for anybody that wants to buy it to be able to get a chance to buy it. So uh, who might do the label for that? <laughs> so uh, her name is Rosalie Hazlett, and I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. I think I am. And uh, she's a West Virginia native. Um, please check out her Instagram page or, or her website. Uh, she is awesome. It was, uh, it was pretty funny when I was trying to figure out what to name this beer. I was staring at this bumper sticker that I got from Integration Acres that said, uh, pawpaws to the people. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> I was like, oh man, that would be so, uh, that would be such, that would be such a fun beer name. And I text, I text, I text them and asked them if it would be okay for us to use that name. Oh, and I, I didn't really get, I didn't really get a response. And I was like, <laughs> never mind, never mind. We appreciate you taking the time to spend with us here on West Virginia Beer Roads and talking about the upcoming beer releases at Weathered Ground Brewery. West Virginia Beer Roads is a production of BrilliantStream.com.